Episode 31 of Guns, Guitars, and Barbells, Two Tools Talking About Three Tools. I'm Josh Thompson. And I'm Colton Morrow Merrill. And Josh, I was wondering, where's your favorite place to play golf indoors? Dude, I really enjoy going to Birdies and Brews. And why why? is that? You know why? Because they're so proud to provide three state-of-the-art golf simulators loaded with high-tech sensors that provide golfers all the level's best experience possible. Play any of the 70 premier courses from Pebble Beach, Old St. Andrews, or Whistling Straits, or work on your short game while playing party games like cornhole, beer pong, or darts on the simulators as well. If you're looking to up your game, get great technical feedback like ball speed and flight path by using any of the 10 driving ranges. We offer hourly tee times, multiple leagues, corporate and holiday events, and much more. Keep the fun going through Nebraska's rain, shine, sleet, or snow. They'll have a tea time for you. Wow, that was impressive, Josh. Thanks. I wow. didn't even practice. That was just off, you didn't off even the practice. dome. Off that was the just dome? off the dome, dog. All right, yeah. Yeah, well, what else, hey, why else Why else would we like to go to Breweries and Brews? I think, uh, well, if you're listening out there and you want to help support us and help support a local business, then uh, go there and use code GGB for $5 off per hour. Wow, $5 off. Yeah, $5 off. off. So if you pay for two hours, that's $10 off. That's $10 off. Dude, three hours? $15 off. You're, the more you spend, the more you save. That's oh basically goodness, how that works. Yeah. Go there, spend all your money, you'll save more money. You, and you can look at it as like works. a free beer, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That's really. the way I look at it. Honestly, so. yeah. yeah. Use that money that you saved to buy alcohol because they have that there at your convenience. For sure. Let's get into it. Stand on the box, stomp your feet, stop clapping, got a real good feeling. So the All right, so we just interviewed Emma, um, but we're kind of going back, and we're going to talk about graduation, talk about life, talk about everything we care about prior to the interview. Does that sound good to you, Josh? Dude, that sounds like super Does that sound good to you, Emma? Let's hop on it. This is also... Let's talk about life. So, yeah, and Emma volunteered to ask us questions now because we interrogated her, dude. You interrogated her. Yeah. That was like an I, I did. I was just going off. Yeah. You know? Anyways, graduation is just around the corner for two out of the three of us. One of us is getting her master's. So, But yeah. two out of three of us are graduating. And I, I let's be honest, are you kind of scared? Um, I'm a little nervous like because this is going to be – because I'm moving to Lincoln, right? I'm going to be a no. strength coach. Yeah. So it's going to be the first time. You know, when I came out to Carney, my life changed a lot. It changed quite a bit. You have different friends. You have different, completely different environment. Yeah, yeah. it's still like small town Nebraska, but yeah. um, when it, when I moved to Lincoln, I know that it's going to be a lot different too. So it's going to be like my, I don't know, I guess like second time in my life where just things have changed a lot. So yeah, but you adapted pretty well the first time. Well, I think you'll do well. Okay, this time. define adapted well. I guess took you a few years, but <laughs> I don't think I've adapted yet. But took you a few years and a few party when, uh, houses, but you got it. <laughs> well. Anyways, so uh, I don't know. Are you nervous? Because you're kind of going to be. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. You're going to stay at the same place, but you're going to build your career, basically. Yeah, that's the big idea. So the graduating part, I think I would say not as nervous, but I'm a little bit more anxious, like excited, anxious, good anxious about it because I don't know. Getting out of school, I feel like I've been doing it for way too long. I mean, we've told her we're fifth year seniors anyways. I feel like I've been doing it way too long and I just want to move on go to work and do something with what I've been learning for five years straight, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit more anxious, but 
school has always been like a, I don't want to say crutch, but it's always been like a, something I could say, oh, you know, I have, I have mm. school, so I can't do that. You know, I feel like I might end up taking on a lot, lot more responsibility now that I don't have school. So it's like learning how to manage that is going to be kind of another learning curve for me. So yeah. that kind of has me a little bit nervous. But mm -hmm. all in all, I think I'm a little bit more anxious because I'm not changing location yeah. like you are. Oh, I'm just like excited to not do school anymore. I, dude, I, I cannot stand school. I love learning about my career field. Yeah. But as far as like, like I've said it before on here, but like I've, I procrastinated a couple of generals. So right now I'm taking math 102 and like a social oh, work yeah. class. I and forgot it, about that. It, oh my gosh, it sucks so much you so wish you would have gotten i mean it sucked for everybody time. it's just yeah. like you know what i mean it's yeah. so i understand i mean personally i i don't know if we've ever talked about gen eds before they have their place i guess but dude some gen eds are just pointless yeah i really wish music appreciation wasn't a thing i had to take <laughs> <laughs> what are your majors uh mine is uh recreation and event management with a pe minor oh yeah uh, what's yours uh, I'm exercise science and pre-chiropractic. Did you guys change your majors or is that how you started your plan as freshmen? I changed mine. I was exercise science, which would make more sense for strength and conditioning. But um, essentially, I can do the same thing. I'm still like in the kinesiology department. I'm a yeah. kinesiology and sports sciences department ambassador. His title never ends, really. The title That's never ends. I, I, I have many titles, um, but... <laughs> when we, uh, do you want me to name a few of your titles that I think you have? I would love for you to do no, that. No, we shouldn't do oh, that. Okay. <laughs> um, actually, what? Journey on how you changed your major and why. Well, it, it's called me being an idiot, not doing very well in physiology. <laughs> that was one of the titles. And then deciding to change it because all in all, my, there's a way broader um, kind of umbrella for, so what I want, for strength and conditioning, I'll try to explain this well you just have to have a related degree hmm. and you have to get your, in my case, CSCS, like certified Dang. strength conditioning specialist. Mm -hmm. So I'm still in the kinesiology department, but mine is broad, right? It's uh, recreation and event management. Like my dream job, once I'm like, like way older and got everything figured out, I want to own my own gym. And I also want to own a music venue with a bar. And I guess, because I have, I mean, it's where so my background is right now is then been in restaurant. I mean, like right now I'm the assistant manager at a country club for the, um, for the restaurant part of it. But, yeah. um, so, and then I've interned as a strength coach and hopefully just keep building and keep learning and then eventually mm -hmm. make that investment. And that's like, that would be my dream, honestly. So, oh, so on those cool, two bro. businesses, but yeah. Yeah. You keep that ambition, man. What that's steps good. are you making right now to make those two dreams come true? surviving um <laughs> just be like i i got a, really good like i'm it, really excited way. to start like being uh, like personal training and coaching once i get to uh the facility in lincoln but i guess yeah just taking a good job in it and learning what i need to learn building a career i don't know why josh is smiling you this is my smile, life i'm Colton. talking about you make me smile and then i just love you so much hopefully like down the road like I get that opportunity where it just makes sense where hopefully there's a town in maybe probably Nebraska where, cause eventually I want to move back to my hometown, maybe mm -hmm. just stay on the family farm, but yeah. hopefully that opportunity presents itself. 
Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to revert back to your question of did you change majors? Yeah, talk about your major changes. It's yeah. good, dude. Give me some. I'm proud of you, bro. Don't knuckle me. Don't do that ever again. <laughs> I know, like, you did that in the future during that interview. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh, I'm going to do it. That's not the, the last time that's happened. It takes the flow away. I'm giving you credit. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Take it. All right. I took it. Okay. Yeah, right. you did. Uh I actually never changed my major. And talk I, about your career changes. Career change. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, there's been a few career changes. That's a good question. Uh so I've been exercise science ever since freshman year. I mean I remember my senior year of high school just researching majors, researching majors, researching majors, and the only one that made sense was exercise science. Prayed about it, got it, you know. Finally, I decided exercise science, and that's just what I've stuck with. But, like, I think around, was it sophomore year? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I, uh, no, yeah, it was, it was going into sophomore year. Uh, I got injured, actually, lifting at the UNK weight room. We were doing cleans, and I did one. It was not very good. Oh, dirty. it was freshman year. Yeah. Tore your oh, labrum? Yeah. No, 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 no. Not that labrum, but my other injury. I had a back injury. Don't know if you knew that. But uh, oh, I, did. I did a clean, a power clean. And I did not do it very pretty. I put on way too much weight, and I did not do it very pretty. And uh hurt my back pretty bad. And so, obviously, I I don't just first thing that clicked was go see a chiropractor. And went to him for a little bit and got to feeling better. And then I decided I wanted to be pre-chiropractic. So my career changed from wanting to be a strength and conditioning coach to a chiropractor. Um so I actually wanted to, my first dream job was to do what you want to do now, mm-hmm. strength and conditioning coach. Wanted to be a chiropractor, so I hopped on that train, added on a bunch of new classes, got all of them done, and then just recently, about, well, within the last year, I think, I decided, no, I don't really want to do uh, chiropractic anymore. Uh, I kind of like where I'm at at Carney CrossFit with the coaching and the personal training and things like that. Just the connections with people and just being around people all day is just, I love it too much. I just don't want to leave. Um, not that, not that taking the prerequisites for chiropractic was pointless because I still learned a lot, but I do kind of feel like I lost a little bit of time, um, progressing through my major doing that. But so my final career change option ended up being starting out like short term personal training, coaching, uh, nutrition coaching, uh, Riley and I are just hopping on that now. And then eventually, 10, 15 years down the line, I want to own the gym. I want to actually buy it from Trevor eventually. And, I mean, I think that that's honestly my dream wow. job right there. I've never even heard that before. Yeah, that's my dream. I mean, Trevor talks about it sometimes, but I actually genuinely do want to do it. And mm-hmm. I think... I think if I stick around long enough and I do the best I can, that eventually I will. Yeah. And I just got to play my cards right. So. What are the odds of you becoming a professional crossfitter? Um, not very high. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can get a lot better and I can get pretty good, but professional crossfitter, like going to the games, mm-hmm. maybe when I'm old. When That's I'm old in not the something you would hear anyone else say. In the Masters Maybe division. When I'm yeah. old. What? <laughs> no other sport will you ever hear that. But when I'm old in the know. Masters division, I feel like I could make it to the games. They have an old I'm man. I'm just never going to peak. Division for. 
Yeah, they do. It, well, there's a few. There's a lot of different you divisions. Could, what you do you? Because you have the conditioning for it. You just don't have the strength. Is that right? Yeah, I'm not strong enough. Strength yet. or the power, or is it yet. both? I just my Olympic lifts is what it is. So it's power. You need yeah. to create more power. Would you? Uh, a lot of my technique. Do you ever think that too. you need to lessen the reps and increase the rest time? I have. You have? Yeah. Do you do like a lot of training with that or? It's, yeah, it's strength training. So yeah, I, I've done that. Okay. Yeah, and then like I kind of sometimes I treat Olympic lifts like that. Too, obviously, yeah. I mean, with the CrossFit and the methodology and how we kind of program and stuff. Sometimes, like I mean, like yesterday we did a workout called Randy Ish. Some of our CrossFit workouts have names. We don't need to go into that. But we did a workout called Randy Ish, yeah. and that had 75 power snatches with 75 pounds. So super light, but a lot of a lot of reps. Yeah. And so I'm just like throwing this barbell, basically. Yeah. Grip got really bad, but it's like it's so light that I'm not even worried about technique. I'm just trying to get through it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we treat it like a lot of reps, low weight, but there are strength sessions that we do with low reps, high weight, more rest. Yeah. You know, and that's where that's where I take the time to really focus on technique and not get injured yeah. and things like that. So I was just imagining you doing like a hundred burpees and going, I don't know why I'm not more powerful, <laughs> you know, no. they're doing like, no, I understand the science behind that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not all dumb almost, but, not not all dumb. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of what I want to do now. I want to never peak, go to the games when I'm old and own a gym. So hmm. what are your plans? You guys both have about two, three weeks of college left. What is your current plan when you graduate? What are you doing? Um, I'm going to, uh, well, I'm going to live with my uncle for a little while um, until I figure out, like, how much I'm making a month exactly, and then hopefully get my own place, just, like, figure it out. I don't want to be, like, rushed into a lease. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know what I mean, yeah. like, going out to Lincoln for the first time. Um, just starting to work at Kratos, uh, hopefully get in a lot of lake days and a lot of golf days. Um, you know, hit some good, uh, um, I guess, uh, get a lot of bass sessions in, I guess on the lake, but yeah. You'll find yeah. out that Colton and I like to live like old retired men when we're actually yeah. not. It's not a bad thing. No. Living your best life. Like actually. work, golf, I mean, you know, go to a lot of concerts and stuff and yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Sounds like you? fun, dude. I'm gonna go full time at Carney CrossFit. That's literally. What and you're I'm not gonna do. do anything fun. Oh, I'm gonna have fun. But you're only you're gonna spend all summer at Carney CrossFit. No, I have other plans in the summer too. Okay. I mean, but she's asking like, what are we gonna do after college? I'm gonna go full time at Carney CrossFit. Yeah. You know, the summer has consists of other things than that, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Good very, question. very nice. Awesome. Cool. Very nice question. Well, Colton, I really appreciate you. Um, sharing everything. Oh, we should talk about what's going to happen to the podcast. We should After talk we about what's going to happen. Do, do we even know? Yeah, we, we do. Did you listen to me on Josh White, White's podcast? I haven't. So you don't know our plan yet? <laughs> Wait, no, I, you haven't even talked. No, it's, like, you, it's should, a, you should talk to me before you. you I know. think you boys need to. No, he. I, I, I've told him. I've told him many times. Um, so we've, we've talked about there. This. There will be more like podcasts over Zoom and everything like that, but not always. Like we're, we'll. We'll visit, like, and we can always do multiple podcasts at a time. So the podcast is, um, it's still rising, and uh, this all people need to know is we're going to take it to the fucking moon. All the way to the moon. All the way to the moon. Yeah. That's one, all anyone needs to know. One giant step for 
<laughs> mankind. Mankind. One and giant then we'll, leap for Cold and Josh. For, yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> how that goes. Anyways, I'm done talking. All right, Are me you? too. I am done. I think I'm done. Um, let's get into our our awesome interview with Emma. So I could just... And we're on. We're on. Hello, GGB lovers. And hello, Emma Weiss. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. So today we have Emma Weiss on the podcast. Um, today we will be talking to Emma Weiss about her recent trip to Mexico. She went on a missions trip out there. She lived a crazy life, and we're going to hear all about it, aren't we, Emma? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just want to give a shout-out to uh, – oh, gee, I don't know Vinny's dad's name. Walter Martin. We want to give a shout out to Walter Martin. Thank you so much for letting us use your Ford Dentistry Theater. Uh, if you need something done on your teeth, go to Walter. There you go. Give him a little shout out. We love it. All right, Emma. So we're not going to talk about Mexico right away, but I just kind of want to know a little bit about you. All right. Talk about yourself, where you're from, where you go to school, if you go to school, what's your major, things like that. Just talk about yourself for a little bit. Okay, cool. Hi, my name is Emma Weiss. I'm from Kearney, Nebraska. I'm not currently going to school, but I'm going to finish my degree in business marketing this summer at UNK. And yeah, I just got back from Mexico about a month ago, so yeah. things are pretty slow. It's exciting. You're gone for six months, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, that was a long time. So where are you, where are you from, Emma? I'm from Kearney, Nebraska. You're from Kearney. Wow. Kind of a homebody. You're still in Carney. I guess so. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Dude, you sound so somber right now. <laughs> Do I? You should, yeah. Sorry, you should. No, it's okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm freaking amped. I'll make up for it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I just had a lack of energy drinks today. I only had one and not two like you. I usually have three. Oh, God. So. <laughs> okay, Emma, so let's talk about your little mission trip. Not little. It was huge, actually. It was quite big. Uh, what did you feel like when you had to leave Kearney, Nebraska, since you love it so much? What did it feel like having to leave here and go to Mexico and live the life you did? It was really exciting, but it was also really scary. And yeah, it was hard, but it was definitely rewarding. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about it for a little bit. Your first day in Mexico, what happened? My first day in Mexico, I realized that I didn't remember how to speak Spanish. And so that was super fun. <laughs> I bet that was super fun. So your first day, you realized you didn't really know how to speak Spanish. I forgot my Spanish. You forgot your Spanish. Yeah. Tongue-tied a little bit. Yeah, okay. a little bit. First day, that's a great first experience. So the first month that you were gone, uh, tell us kind of what happened there. Like, how did everything work? When did, when did they decide that you were going to move locations? When did they decide you were going to do different things? Okay, so the structure of what I did is called YWAM. So that's Youth with a Mission. And so the first three months is a lecture phase. The second three months is an outreach phase. Mm -hmm. So for the first three months, you're in the same place and you have three months of basically schooling and like lots of really cool teachers and um, people coming and speaking. So we weren't living like super missionary lifestyle for the first three months. And then the second three months, we had a much smaller team and we traveled around Mexico doing actual mission work. Oh, wow. So the, the second three months, you kind of just got slammed and exposed to everything, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Tell me about the best experience you had in Mexico. Okay. Um, I have so many stories, but I think <laughs> I'm going to say most impactful experience. Okay. Yeah, I like was it. Was this really um, elderly woman who lived in the mountains. We were in, oh goodness, I believe we were in Chiapas, which is like super far south in Mexico. 
And we hiked an hour to go see her, and we were going to go take care of her and pray for her and whatnot. You hiked an hour? Mm-hmm. We hiked, wow. we hiked multiple times. There was one time we did six hours round trip one day just to get to <laughs> a village with Sheesh. our hiking backpacks and everything we had on our backs. Oh, my yeah. goodness. But anywho, this lady, she was like... She was over 90 years old. She told us she was 60, but she was a sweetheart, and she was paralyzed, and she was sleeping outside on a mat, and it was honestly the saddest situation I think I've ever seen, and so I was translating. I was our only Spanish speaker, and I was, like, telling her, like, oh, my goodness, like, God loves you and all this stuff, and we want to take care of you. Like, what can we do? And she was, like, no, God loves you. And she was just the sweetest human I've ever met. And it was the most impactful experience. I gave her my favorite shirt. Oh, well, so what did you guys do for her then to help her out? We ended up bathing her and feeding her and taking care of like all the things around her house and everything. Was she, she was sleeping outside? She was sleeping outside because she was paralyzed. And so her son was supposed to be taking care of her and would leave her outside for weeks at a time yeah how did she eat anything she couldn't really eat much so she had like a pile of tortillas next to her and a cup of water and yeah oh my gosh i couldn't even imagine seeing that so her son kind of treated her like an animal almost yeah wow Mm -hmm. yeah that would kind of hit wow it was really hard yeah it was sad (laughs) sorry (laughs) Uh, yeah that is sad i almost i'm sorry I thought of a. I'm not gonna joke. No, it's serious conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. I, well, now I, know, I want to hear right. your joke, buddy. No, no, it's not good. <laughs> okay, no, well, no, we're gonna avoid no, that joke. No, we're gonna no, keep no, talking no. about Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Dude, what do you want to know about Mexico? I want to know, like, how do I go on a mission to Cancun? And uh, it'd probably be the opposite of a mission, literally. But I don't know. Like, I want to go on a mission there. A mission's what? A wanna, mission trip? Like, I want to change people? people's lives. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is that what you're asking? Like, how to do that? Yeah, I want to do that. You know, Colt and YWAM, Mazatlan, <laughs> the one that I went to, the first three months is actually in a very vacationy area. Oh, so, really? Yeah, wow. so like on the weekends, I was like surfing and laying on the beach, living my best life. For the first okay. three months, I was in Mexico. <laughs> See, that would turn into weekdays for me, so I don't <laughs> think I actually should. Okay. Um, it's a good idea. If you're interested, let me know. I could give you all the info. Yeah. All right, we're going to set you up after this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. All over the world. He'll learn mm-hmm. Spanish. He'll be gone next <laughs> He'll be year. So <laughs> yep. 10 out of 10 recommend for you, Poland. Yeah, definitely. I can see I think I, doing a life changing experience. I think I, if I went on a mission in Cancun, <laughs> I don't think I'd make it back. Oh. <laughs> like, alive, honestly. <laughs> That'd be a disaster. Well, were there, but, speaking of that, were there ever situations that you were actually scared for your life? Or, I mean, I don't know exactly how serious it was, but. I want to know, like, were you ever actually scared for your life? So there were a few situations where we were in very cartel-populated places. And so me being Sheesh. a very small, white, blonde girl, yeah, I was definitely scared because there was a couple times where I was told to put on a hoodie and a hat and hide. And if anybody tried to talk to me, to play dumb. So there were a few times where I was scared, but I also knew that the safest oh my place gosh. to be is right where God wanted me, so I was, yeah, I was at peace with it. It's a good perspective, but that is wow. very, yeah, very there scary. Yeah, scary times. So you ended up in cartel-heavy populated areas. A times, yeah. What did you do there to help anything? 
Um, so we were in the Durango Mountains for a while and we actually didn't have any phone service for about a month while we were there because the cartel had cut all the phone lines. What? Which is just super sad. That's crazy. Why? Because there's warring cartels in Durango, like, because it's not just yeah. one group. Mm. And so they're fighting with each other. And so they cut all the phone lines. It causes problems for people who aren't involved. And yeah, while we were there, we were working with the indigenous population. So. Okay. Wow. And what did you do for them? Um, we did a lot of just like taking care of them mentally mm-hmm. and physically because they don't have doctors. So I did a lot of translating for our nurse to work with like the sick kids and everything. Yeah. Holy cow! I honestly don't we know had if over I could. Seven hundred children while we were there, feeding them, and wow. yeah. Holy time cow! With them. Well, and then you you said you helped them out mentally as well. I mean, I can only imagine. Like, you were there for a little while in Durango, but like living there with all the cartel and everything, cutting phone lines, doing whatever they need to do for their wars, like that would mess with someone's head, like honestly. So how how do you like take all that traumatic experience and almost try to make it better to help them mentally? So for the indigenous people, actually, they aren't really involved much with the cartel because they live okay. off the land in the mountains. Like, But they're affected by it, right? they're actually okay. more so affected by um, the way that they live because mm. there's a lot of abuse and just a lot of um, lack of like common knowledge. So, okay. yeah, their lives are just very sad and very simple. And so, okay. yeah. Wow. Oh, that was really good for you guys to go there. Where else did you go besides Durango? Um, so after Durango, we went to Oaxaca, and we okay. were in Oaxaca for a month, and we were in three different villages in Oaxaca. Yeah. Were they big villages? I mean, they're called villages. I don't know if that means they're big, but... Um, yeah, they were rather small, so most of those villages were... They weren't indigenous, but they were very, mm. like, farm villages, um, living off the land, small houses... Really, very simple. Wow, that's crazy. Kind of like, could you compare that lifestyle to the Amish lifestyle almost? Were Um, they like cut off from like almost everything, just doing their thing? In a way, yes, but they were living a much more poor lifestyle. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I could see that. So, how long did you stay in each location, or was there like, was there like a certain amount of time for each one based on size of the village or like, was there like a certain time you were allowed to, how long did you spend on each location? Uh, that's a good question. So the way YWAM does it is for the second three months, you have contacts with different pastors or organizations. Okay. And so we would contact whoever was in charge of each um, town or village we were going to and it would depend on the availability of them and how much time they needed us. So we would okay. sometimes be in a village for three weeks and then one village we traveled to overnight and we were only there one night. So, right. Yeah, it really depended. So being in these villages, these poor villages, kind of mixing with these people that are living the poor life, you had to live the poor life too then. That is true. Um, for about two months straight, I slept on concrete floors and took bucket showers if Ugh. bucket showers were available. Otherwise, there were no Otherwise, showers. you just couldn't. Yeah, so. Wow. And I don't even camp, so that was <laughs> You don't even camp. <laughs> That's a little bit worse than camping even, honestly. I would say, yeah. Holy cow. That just makes me appreciate and just, like, we're so privileged out here. Yeah. Man. We just have running water. I mean, that's kind of how I live right now, but. (laughs) Concrete floors. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, yeah. Uh, You live in the parlor, so. Yeah, I could definitely see that. 
Okay, so the time that you spent at these locations kind of depend on how long they needed you, essentially, is what you're saying? Yeah, that's true. Okay, let's go back to those three villages you were talking about earlier. Um, what did you do for those three villages? Okay, so kind of the same stuff? Yeah, or? While we were in Oaxaca, it was, the three villages were very identical in a way. So we would spend time doing children's ministry, um, doing house visits, and praying for the people, finding out like what their needs were, and just connecting with them and showing them that like somebody really does care about them. Hmm. And so we would also have services in the evenings, and I was on a team of 10, so okay. every week about each person would do one sermon. Oh, well, that, was, that was cool. So you got to do a sermon. Yes. Yeah. How long did you prepare for that sermon? Um, well, the way that things went was it was about two hours before we would have a sermon, and it was like, all right, somebody's got to get up and speak. So, so it was just like go. A couple hours, yeah. And I actually did mine in Spanish, so. <laughs> oh, wow. No way. It really stepping out of my comfort zone, but it was so rewarding, and the oh, people wow. respected it so much more, and they felt so much more loved when you speak their language. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very respectful, yeah. honestly. Just kind of embrace their culture. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go there, you might as well embrace it. Exactly, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So those in those three villages, Oaxaca, right, in Oaxaca. Oaxaca is the city, or the state, yeah. This is the state, mm-hmm. and then they have the three villages. Yeah. I got it. I got to grasp this place, man. I don't even. The three villages that we Cruz, and Tlaquiaco. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you're on a team of 11. Was there like a bunch of other teams that were doing this as well? Or was it just you 11 running around Mexico? Okay. So YWAM, Mazalan, Okay. 60 people doing a DTS, which is called a discipleship training school. Okay. And so we broke off into six different teams and traveled for our outreach portion. Okay. My outreach portion was in Mexico. There was another outreach in Mexico. There was one in Colombia one in Brazil, one in Turkey, and one in Lebanon. Wow. Yeah. You covered a lot of ground. Well, I guess Sheesh. YWAM covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked a lot about the second three months. But I kind of want to talk about the preparation period, the first three months. I imagine, like, preparing for something like that and getting you ready to be exposed to that stuff, it would be kind of, like, demanding and strenuous training, kind of. I mean, I understand you said it was, like, a vacation, but was it the training, was it kind of hard? Was it tedious and a lot yes so it was really emotionally draining i would say Mm -hmm. obviously the weekends were amazing because we were in mazalan and so it's beautiful and sunny and we could be outside but during the week we would have speakers from other ywam bases or i don't know if you guys know who bethel is we had bethel there for a week we had moral revolution there for a week so those are like really big names and like holy cow and it really the first three months, the goal is to learn about God and to know Him more. And so you're really just broken down emotionally and you learn about who God is for you mm-hmm. before you go and share. Wow. Yeah. So you're broken down emotionally. It kind of sounds like boot camp for missionaries. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what it sounds like. It. Yeah. Thank you. I just, that's what it sounds like. You're broken down emotionally. Did you cry? Oh, I cried a lot. <laughs> I figured. I probably would have too. So did they paint a pretty good picture then for what you were walking into? I mean, living it and then like, okay, so learning it and then living it, completely different things. Did you feel prepared going into that situation? I did not feel prepared at all. I was like, wow, I've grown a lot. Kind of figured, yeah. But going into that three months where it was like, all right, you have to preach, you have to evangelize, Mm -hmm. I had to translate. It It was scary. 
but I definitely feel like I grew as a person even more during that second three mm, months. Really? Wow. Is this, do you look at this as like a gap, uh, look at that experience as like a gap year? Or do you think this is like something you're going to go back and do? Like a mi some sort of missionary, like every now and then, like in the future? Yeah, so I wasn't planning on going to Mexico. I was planning on graduating college and going about my life, but mm -hmm. God called me to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And I fought it, but I went, and it was a very rewarding experience. I definitely have a heart for Mexico, and I feel at some point in my life I'll be back there or somehow serving the people in some way. But right now, I don't feel that I'll be going back soon. Do you mind me asking, like, how, how, how did he call you to Mexico exactly? Yeah, so my relationship with the Lord is, like, very close. And so he um, verbally, like, was calling me to Mexico through my prayers and... Yeah. Took a lot of time to pray about it. Took a lot of time to pray about it. Was it very conflicting for you? It was hard, yeah. Because you've told me you, like, didn't want to go. No, I didn't want to go. You really didn't. That's scary, though. I mean, yeah. geez. And then when you're combining uh, having to speak their language with having to help them mentally, with having to help them physically, that's huge. That's You need a lot of time to, like, kind of process that and pray about it, like you said. So that's very impressive. Holy cow. So let's talk about the vacation part a little bit. Tell us the fun the fun parts of the first three months. You said it was kind of like boot camp, but I'm sure you had some freedoms, and I'm sure you got to do some fun activities. Yes. So we had so many tacos. I, <laughs> I ate so many tacos. Mexico has amazing food. Yeah. So I had all the amazing food. I surfed on the weekends, went to the beach. I was always in the ocean, so... It was mm -hmm. super fun. Yeah, and Mazalan's a very touristy city, so about 10 minutes from the base that I was living on was the Golden Zone. And so mm -hmm. it was like all the fun restaurants, all the fun places to go, a lot wow. of sand volleyball, soccer. So yeah, that does sound very vacation-y. Yeah. So you're like on, like the difference between vacation and violence was really like close together in Mexico. Yeah, that's very true. So I've heard about like Central America kind of like places like you step out of this, you know, place where, yeah, you're on a resort yeah. right now, but you go across the street and uh, you're going to get knifed. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's actually really sad because Mexico is a third world country, but in some places it's a very first world country. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And so the difference from tourist Mazatlan to the villages that we stayed in was like a culture shock and just very yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It is sad. At least like the tourism is bringing in revenue, creating jobs. We need something. Yeah. We need we more need vacations something. in Mexico. That's all. That's what I think. More vacations yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. There we go. So all that, I mean, they are making revenue. They do have tourist attractions and everything. I, I don't know how much you know about this, but do you think that these bigger tourist attractions could reach out? A little bit more and help those villages instead of relying on like YWAM and stuff to go in there. Did I say that right? YWAM to go in there and help these villages. Do you think they could give a little bit more of a hand, or are they just kind of doing what they can? Um, absolutely. I think like as a country, as a nation, they should be taking care of each other. Mm. But you mm. could think about the same thing in the United States, where there's areas that are very poor, yeah. and then there's areas that are very wealthy. Yeah, so, that's a good point. It's, yeah. yeah. There's no good that answer makes sense. to that question. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every place has a poor place and yeah. a rich place. That's a good point. Money circulates where it goes. Okay. So, yeah, that's fair. No, it's really cool that you did that. Um, Colton, do you have anything else? 
What do you, uh, so what's like your, what job are you trying to get into? Before I went to Mexico, I was a business marketing so, major. Okay. And I was yep. working in social media marketing. However, now I am planning on getting a master's in clinical mental health counseling. So, that so is the what that kind I'm of, what kind of job would that like, I guess, entail? A licensed um, mental health therapist. Wow. Okay. So For like a private like facility or? My plan is to be able to counsel in Spanish and English. Okay. So, yeah. That's insane. So we could hire you for both marketing and mental help. There you go. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. need the mental help a little bit more we than the marketing. <laughs> but Our podcast needs the mental help. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm not going to call yeah. anybody out. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, that's awesome. I'm really glad you did that, and I'm really happy you shared with us what you did and how it went. And it sounds like you grew a lot from that. That's a big deal. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. Well, Emma, we do have a closing segment called Rapid Fire Questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you ready to do these Rapid Fire Questions? Actually, we have another segment, too, I didn't tell you about. You're going to be jazzed up about this, though. I'm already jazzed. Oh, you're already jazzed up? Yeah. All right, so you're on a five-person canoe. (laughs) So you're on a five-person canoe? Okay. Um, Dead or alive. Um, This can be fun. It doesn't have to be, like, sentimental. Um, But... It's (laughs) It's <laughs> dead or alive. Anybody, even fictional characters, like it could be Michael Scott, um, you know, I don't know, Tom Brady, like just random. Like, who would you want on your canoe? Uh, there's a lot. Go down the river on the canoe. That, like down river on a canoe. Down, f- fictional. Who's I'm coming stressed. to mind right now? Are you dying? Like, like, are you? Who do you? I want to meet? Like, like, who do you want to like go on a canoe with? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Hey. The Jesus. Wow. That's fair. So Jesus. You ain't drowning with that guy. And. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's one down. We got four to go. Or no, three to go. Yeah, because she would be the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Makes sense. So math. Who else do we have on three that more. canoe? Mickey Mouse. Okay. I'm about it. He would do nothing. Exactly. He would do <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fair enough. Entertainment. And then who else? We got two more. The rest of the Friends cast. You only have two. Okay. <laughs> All <laughs> of them. <laughs> Two people. Which ones? Mm. Okay, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Probably for different reasons. Probably. But <laughs> 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 That's it, right? No, you have one more. Oh, one more. You're at four. You can just say you don't want to go on the canoe ride. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to go on the canoe ride. I changed my mind. jeez. <laughs> oh, We're never going to know the fifth Oh, my person. gosh. I don't like this segment. You yeah. like it? No. I actually really enjoyed that. I actually think it's going to be great. Can, like, I, ask I'm gonna you, Photoshop can I ask you the segment? The canoe, so I guess we'll just Who erase one Who do you want on your people. canoe, Colton? I, I'm glad you asked, Josh. All four Joshes? Or? Michael Scott, for sure. Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's, he's thought about this. He's thought about this. Oh, man. I, I wish I thought about this. Uh, <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Ron Swanson. Oh, yes, that's awesome. No, take him away. He's going to okay, be a bummer. Because I agreed with you. He's going to get a bum. He's going to be a bummer. I love Ron Swanson, but um, let's see. So we're at Joe Rogan, Michael Scott, uh, Bill Burr, and uh, just say uh, Tom Brady. Sweet, dude. That's a sick canoe ride. How long is the canoe ride? It's uh, all day. Dang, ten dude. hour, ten hours, ten hours with those yeah. people. You'd have a good, good old time. Oh yeah, for sure. And then who would you want on yours? Oh, on mine. Yeah, I already said Jennifer Aniston. 
Does it matter if they're dead or alive? Dead or alive, fictional, it doesn't matter. Robin uh, Williams. I should have said Johnny Cash. Robin oh, Williams. Gosh, dang it. That's coming. Okay. Just a second. Don't I ruin sh- I my should've. people. No, that's my guy. Whatever. No, you took Tom <laughs> Brady. You can have Tom Brady. Uh, whatever. Robin Williams. Johnny Cash. Love that guy. Unlike you. Uh, Tom Hanks. And then I need a funny guy. Kevin Hart. Okay. All right. Sweet. There we that's go. Fair. Canoe rides. Uh, now rapid fire questions. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. I'm any? going right off the dome. Right off the dome. Right off the dome. You, how many are you going right to do? Right off the dome. So, well, five. Yeah. All right. We'll do standard amount here. Uh, squat or deadlift? Squat. Rock or country? Uh, country. Ooh. Ooh, tough. Um, what motivates you? Jesus. Okay. If you had a cult, where would your commune be? On a on an island Mexico. somewhere. Mexico. Sorry. <laughs> on an abandoned island. Tropical. Um, as far as we're going with the cult. Let's go with, uh, we got one more. I got to think of a good one here. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> who? Okay, so who's the best coach at Carney CrossFit? Like, who would you want? <laughs> who would you, who'd you want? Oh no! I take his. That's yes, too, you took mine. That's too bad. Get over no, it. No, um, that's my question. Do a different one. I'm sorry. <laughs> now you give her some time Dude, to I'm think gonna about jump it. Across this table. Now she's gonna give a safe no, answer. Don't answer You're yet. giving her don't some time to think yet. about it. It's my question. This is. Um, it's my ending question. Get over oh, it. I'm gonna get fired up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite song? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Ooh. Fishing in the dark. Oh wow. That is yeah. a very good song. All right. All right, my turn. Emma, if you could go on a mission trip anywhere else besides Mexico, where would it be? Colombia. Favorite lift quick. in the gym? Back squat. Same answer you had. Well, for your you know, back squat, she really likes it. <laughs> 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 Crop top or booty shorts? Both. <laughs> no. All right, fair. Favorite thing to shop for? No, bikinis. One or the other? Bikinis. Okay, okay. Favorite CrossFit coach? The Josh Thompson. I knew she was going to say that. <laughs> All right, well. Can I say mine? No. <laughs> say Vinny. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, dude. That's actually a really good answer. All right. All right, so we need one word, Emma, and then we're going to close this thing. One word, doesn't matter. One word. One word. Joy. Joy. Guns, guitars, and barbells. Good night. Good night. (laughs)